fewer of these negative emotions like buyer's remorse, guilt, regret, shame, and instead be confident, be excited. When you shop really impulsively, you're gonna spend more money. Spending money impulsively ends up leading to more financial stress. Are you a six-figure household, but you're struggling to build wealth? Money isn't a problem, yet you don't have a financial strategy. You and your spouse just can't seem to get aligned, and it's holding you back. Welcome to Rad Money, the finance podcast for millennial married couples. We're Rebecca and Dylan. And our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to this episode of the Rad Money Podcast. Today, we are talking about impulse shopping and giving you a quick self-assessment so you can determine if you are shopping impulsively or intentionally. One of the best ways to be really intentional with your money and make sure that you are shopping intentionally is to have a plan. And that means to budget and have a cash flow. Literally, the opposite of being impulsive is to have a strategy and your financial strategy should involve those two things. So we have an online course called the Cash Flow Freedom Framework where we teach you step-by-step how to build an effective budget and how to put together a cash flow so that you know where you stand at any given time when it comes to your personal finances. Find the link in the show notes to sign up for our newsletter and get a code to get access to this course completely for free and get started on managing your money more intentionally today. Okay, but with all that being said, let's get to today's episode to help you learn some other ways that you can be more intentional with your shopping and stop shopping so impulsively. A lot of the past episodes have been focused on spending money opposed to the concept of like saving and investing, but so much of our financial journey has to do with how we're actually spending our money. If you think about your income, you only have so much to spend, whether it's going towards needs, wants, saving, and investing. Your choices of how you decide to spend your money are going to impact how much you are able to invest and save for your future. Also, if we're wise about spending our money, then we get to put more money towards the things that bring value and improve our lives. So being good with money isn't just about saving and investing your money, but just knowing how to spend your money wisely. We spend so much time making money. It all comes down to how we decide to spend that money each and every day that really make an impact on our financial journey, whether it's going to hold us back or it's going to speed us up along the way. Yeah, exactly. Knowing how to spend your money wisely is just such a really big piece of it. Your spending habits on a day-to-day basis add up. That's really where we have the most flexibility and ability to control our financial situation comes down to our day-to-day spending habits. That's really a big focus for us, but it's also a big gaping hole in the personal finance advice. There's a lot of like really blanket, you know, oh yeah, just save more money. Okay, but how do I really do that? And a lot of it has to do with how you actually spend your money and the ability to slow down and to really think about the purchases that you're gonna make, to be strategic, to be intentional, and not be impulsive or move too quickly, or to fall victim to marketing and sales and all of these different promotions that we're constantly being bombarded with. So there's a lot of opportunity to improve your financial situation by learning how to spend your money wisely. Right, and so one of the biggest culprits to spending our money wisely is impulse shopping. Can get in the way, of making the right choices because we see something, we want it, we're really excited about it, and we're just gonna go ahead and pull the trigger. Yeah, it's it's really something to be very wary of. It can happen online, it can happen anytime you walk into a store. It can even be the impulse of buying fast food, right? It's all just like acting on those impulses. But what we're really gonna focus on today is the difference between impulse versus smart shopping. And then we're gonna get into that quick self-assessment to help you know which one you're doing. And that'll give you the opportunity to self-correct if needed. But let's first define what impulse shopping really is. 
So impulse shopping is buying goods or services without planning in advance as a result of a sudden whim or impulse. And so you're just out and you see something that you like and you just go and grab it and you decide to buy it. Yeah, what's that Ariana Grande song that she's like, I see it, I want it, I got it. And that's impulse shopping at, a, at its core. Yeah, I'm not familiar uh, with that uh, one. I wouldn't have expected you to be. However, it is a song and, and that is impulse shopping, right? And if gone unchecked and if done too often, it obviously can lead to overspending. It definitely leads to you spending money in a way that's not aligned to your values. It's really just aligned with an emotional response in most cases. And whether it's $2 at a time or $100 at a time, it can really add up. And if it goes unchecked, it can lead to overspending. This can also be made worse by doing things like multitasking, feeling overstimulated, having a lot of stress or anxiety, all of these things that really just lead to making more emotional and impulsive decisions as opposed to those well-thought-out strategic decisions that tend to veer more towards the logical side. Mm -hmm. So this can be, if you're a highly emotional person, you might know that this is something that you do a lot. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. We're really not trying to cast any judgment on it. But like we say, it needs to be something that um, if you do it a lot, it needs to be checked if you have financial goals that this impulse shopping is getting in the way of. Yeah, right. Impulse shopping is emotionally driven shopping. You know, there's no plan involved. It There's no goals thought out. It's about just buying something right now because you want it. That's essentially all it is. And so it disregards the fact that there might be financial goals, that you're paying off debt, that you, you want to save and invest for the future. All those things go out the door and it's just I want this right now. And it's letting your emotions lead the decision-making instead. Yes, it is. It's so emotionally driven and it does veer more towards focusing on just wants and immediate gratification as opposed to those longer term goals. So again, it's, it's impulse, right? It's I want it now. That's really what it is. And so what it can really look like is in addition to being emotionally charged and focusing on wants over needs is just like this general disregard for opportunity costs. So when you're so in this moment and you really have this want and you're trying, you're about to buy something impulsively and you're throwing that plan out the window, what that really means is that you're disregarding the opportunity cost of if I buy this thing right now impulsively, how is that going to impact the plan that I did make? How is that going to impact my ability to reach the financial goal? Because now I have fewer resources because I spent the money impulsively, right? So when we're shopping impulsively, we tend to completely disregard that. I'm saying this as someone who like, obviously we've all shopped impulsively. It's fine. And there's nothing like wrong with it, like I said, unless it's getting in the way of your financial goals. So you are able to make those decisions for yourself. Like we're gonna get into, we're gonna make those decisions very intentionally. It's not that impulse shopping is terrible. It's just that you need to make sure that you do understand the repercussions and the consequences of doing it. You should build some flexibility into your cash flow, into your budget so that you can occasionally buy something that you want if you see it. It's not that you can't see something and want it. Yeah. And you can reprioritize things and stuff like that. Right. And you just don't want to you just don't want that impulse to take total control of your financial decision making one impulse after the next after the next. And then the next thing you know. You you put it all on credit cards because you couldn't afford it all. Exactly. And that's another thing that it can really look like. So as in addition to disregarding the opportunity cost of now I don't have this money to do this other thing that I wanted to do because I was impulsive. If you find yourself using credit cards or buy now pay later plans, that might mean that you are shopping impulsively because you didn't save up for the purchase. Another sign that you might be impulsively shopping is buying more things because they're on sale, not because you actually need them. Yeah, so as opposed to actually benefiting from a sale and just getting a better price on the one or two things that you did need, you bought 
more quantity. And so you ended up spending probably just as much just because you convinced yourself like you acted more emotionally than logically. And you honestly fell for the marketing. (laughs) I mean, to be honest, that's definitely a sign. And all of these things, like we're saying, really just mean that you're losing sight of your bigger goals. When we're acting impulsively, we're not focusing on the future. We're really focusing on the immediate, on the right now. It's very emotionally driven and it's very much in the present moment. The opposite of impulse shopping is to make sure that we're shopping intentionally, strategically making a plan to purchase goods and services in advance. And that's everything from making the plan to buy the item, where you're going to get the best price and how you're going to be paying for it. From the very beginning of setting your monthly budget and making sure that the pl- you're planning for your purchases in your monthly budget, all the way to shopping around to different stores, knowing how and where you can get the best price, and then making sure that you know exactly how you're going to pay for it and hopefully avoiding debt. This is where it is very strategic. If I am shopping intentionally, I will see something that I like when I'm out and I'll start to do research on that. And I'll see, is that the best price? Is there a better version of it? You know, sometimes it's worth saving up a little bit more money to get a higher quality version of something because the higher quality things always last longer. They they pay for themselves over time. I really love the example that you just gave, being out, seeing something that you want, but as opposed to buying it right there when you're feeling really emotional like excited about it, taking that moment to make a mental note and say, oh, that's something really interesting. I might want to get that. But first, let me do some research. Let me find out, is this the best version of this? Is it the best price? And really slow down to have that strategy and make sure that you're buying something and getting the best deal and saving the most money. Yeah, and then also when you go about a strategy like that too, you sometimes find that after a day or two, you kind of forget about it or you just don't care anymore. Classic. And so then you haven't spent any money and you're not feeling any buyer's remorse. Yes, it's such a great tip to be able to slow down those impulses and just make yourself wait 24 hours between the idea of buying something and actually buying something. That is a great way to curb impulse spending. And like you said, yeah, a lot of times you'll just kind of forget and won't even end up buying it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what does it look like to be an intentional shopper? Like we're saying, first thing is to plan ahead before you make a purchase. So making sure that it's a part of your budget, it's a part of your cash flow, and that you know exactly how you're going to pay for something. The second thing is to really have a thoughtful consideration of opportunity costs. So if I buy X, I have to give up Y. So this is what we were saying is the opposite of impulse shopping. When you're shopping impulsively, you're casting that thought completely aside. You're not really thinking about what you're giving up. You're just thinking about what you're getting. So with the opportunity cost, if you're planning ahead and being intentional about your shopping, hopefully you don't have to sacrifice anything. But if you do end up having to make some exchanges, it's not holding you back or it's something that you're going to be okay with. Yeah, exactly. It's all about making really informed and intentional decisions and making sure that you're okay with it. You've given yourself permission to make this purchase. And if that means that you go without other things for a little while, you're just good with that. So that way you don't have to feel regret or feel like you made the wrong choice. So it's really making sure that you're being very mindful. A really great way to make sure that you really aren't having to give up things in exchange for whatever you want is to make sure that you're saving money first. This is also the the way to avoid debt, right? But if you make sure that you save the money before you make the purchase, then more than likely you aren't going to have to go without some of those other things because you waited, you took the time to make sure that you can pay for something cash. And then you're also on the flip side of that, you're avoiding debt, you're avoiding interest. So this is that whole like make the plan and know all the way from what are you going to buy and how much is it going to cost to save up and make sure that you know exactly how you're going to pay for it. This is kind of all of that in one when you're saving the money to buy it first. Another advantage of being an intentional shopper opposed to impulse shopping is that 
you can wait for a deal. You can, you know that things go on sale eventually. And if you are planning ahead, you can start to save money. And then when, or if that item goes on sale, then you know that you're actually getting an even better deal and you're not just buying it because you wanted it at that moment. Exactly. During seasonal sales, so Labor Day, Memorial Day, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all of these days are very well-established retail sales days. Ridiculous discounts and all this sort of stuff. And then there's better times of the year to buy certain things. So it really is a matter of just like really slowing down and saying, well, these are the things that I'd like to invest in for my life, to improve my life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out what style I want, where I'm going to buy it, and then I'm going to start saving up for it because I'm going to buy it at this next Labor Day sale or this next whatever. That's really a great way to make sure that you're not only buying things that really add value to your life, but that you're just getting the best deal. Yeah, it's like cheating the system a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You should never pay full price. And if you do it this way, you never will. So as you can see, the difference between shopping impulsively and shopping really intentionally is that when you shop really impulsively, you're gonna spend more money, right? You're spending money that you didn't plan to spend in the month. You're buying extra because you're convincing yourself that it's a better deal. So you, you buy more quantity of things. And then also you're probably not even getting the best price if you're acting really impulsively because you didn't take the time to really shop around or wait for a sale. And if we're buying things impulsively, we just end up buying more stuff that ends up actually not getting used because it was just a purchase on a whim opposed to something that I'm actually going to be using in my life. Yeah, it sounded like a great idea at the time. And then... All of a sudden, moments passed, you get home or you use it once and then you're like, oh, yeah, on to the next thing. Right? right. And so you have a bunch of stuff that just ends up collecting dust. Yeah. Another thing with impulse shopping is you just probably experience more buyer's remorse in general because you're not aligning your money with your values. And if you're not reaching your financial goals on top of that, you're really just kind of in this cycle where you're probably guilting and shaming yourself a lot for the purchases that you make. And you definitely regret the purchases, right? If you're buying things just because it sounded like a good idea at the time. And then later you're like, I don't really know why I did that. That's going to be a lot of buyer's remorse. Right. That's definitely going to lead to buyer's remorse. Yeah. And then with all of that, you're just going to be stressed out about spending so much money. The finances are going to stress you out because you're living impulsively opposed to using a plan. Just the impulse itself, spending money impulsively ends up leading to more financial stress. That's going to be stressing you out. Yep. You're constantly going to be in this perpetual worry about your financial situation because you're struggling to stick to a plan and you're letting your emotions take over on a regular basis. And so that's going to make your progress really hard to make. And it's also going to potentially, like we said, put you in debt, etc. So then that's going to make you more stressed, which for some people might even trigger more impulse shopping. So it can become this really negative cycle that you really, you just, you want off this ride. It's just not fun. And so now let's talk about how to end impulse shopping for good and start to move more towards this in intentional shopping that aligns more with your values. Right. We like to talk about mindful consumption. We want to be consciously aware of how we're spending and using our money as we go about our day-to-day -day life. Yeah. So mindful consumption, how we have defined this is by taking the time to thoughtfully consider what you consume or buy and acting very intentionally. So it really is just the act of slowing down, thinking things through, and taking the time to make sure that whatever you're about to purchase is part of your strategy. So again, just kind of the opposite of acting impulsively. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You want to be present and be aware of what you're doing and what consequences or the result of the actions that you end up taking. So if I buy something now, will that affect me in the future? If I buy this now, is it actually going to bring me joy a week, a month, three years from now? So really what we're talking about here is a mindfulness practice, which is really just a heightened state of awareness 
but that's free from judgment. So you're going to be asking yourselves these sorts of questions. You're going to be doing the self-assessment that we were getting to with curiosity. So no guilt or shame or anything like that. It's really just with this energy of curiosity and seeking to understand yourself. That's really what this practice is all about. What's really motivating you? Why is it that you want to buy this thing? What is the value that you think it's going to bring? And is it really worth it? That's really what we're going to get to. So other than the self-assessment, there are a few ways that you can practice mindful consumption. The first one is limit distractions when you're shopping. This one's really focused on shopping online. And if you're just doing a whole lot of things at once, or maybe you're dual screening and you're Netflix and chilling while you're scrolling on your phone, shopping around that way, that's really a great way to find yourself shopping impulsively and not intentionally. So anytime that you're looking to spend money, which is a valuable resource, you put your effort, your hard work and time into earning it, it's worth limiting the distractions when you're making a decision about how you want to use it. Yes, which leads into the next way to practice mindful consumption, which is to be present in what you're doing. Limit the distractions and fully be engaged in what you're doing right now. And I think that this honestly helps even with just the enjoyment factor of any buying that you're doing. If you're fully present, then you actually get to fully enjoy it as opposed Uh to just kind of being there, but not really and just doing things on autopilot, right? If you're actually in the present moment, then you're able to feel that whole thing of like the excitement of having this new thing that you're excited to bring it into your life life and and all that sort of stuff. So you actually get more, I think, joy out of the experience by being present. So one thing that you said is that to fully enjoy the experience that you're having at this particular moment. And I just see this all the time. Go out and just people watch for a moment. And you'll notice that everybody is multitasking and they actually aren't enjoying the one thing they're doing. They're trying to cram everything into a short period of time. So they're out and they're drinking their coffee, they're shopping, they're on their phone, but enjoy the coffee for what it is. Enjoy the shopping for what it is. Enjoy speaking to your friends or texting them whenever you're doing that. But when you cram it all in at once, you're not actually giving each one of those things its full value. You aren't fully enjoying. Yeah, you aren't fully enjoying that particular thing. Yeah, I think it's really, it's watering down your overall experience. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I think that by slowing down, which is really the whole thing here, the whole, the opposite of impulse is slow down. Yeah. Slow the frick down. Stop multitasking. Stop trying to cram it all in. And you'll actually end up enjoying each small thing that much more because you're taking your time to do it and you're being fully present in the moment. And it's just overall your your satisfaction is going to be much more. The final piece of practicing mindful consumption is to not procrastinate, actually. So while we're saying slow down, don't slow down so much that you end up increasing your stress and limiting your options by waiting till the last moment to make a purchase. So if you're saying that you need to replace something because it's wearing out or that you need to buy something because it's a certain time of year, then you really want to make sure that you're not procrastinating, but you're actually making that plan and know exactly what you're going to do, how you're going to pay for it, like we're saying, because if you don't, then you're going to be really stressed out that you have a shorter amount of time. You're also going to have less options if certain things sell out. And again, you're not going to be able to get the best price. So really make sure that you're not procrastinating, that you're just taking long enough, but not too long to shop strategically. Yeah, you need to find that nice middle ground. Exactly. All right. So now that you have a full understanding of the difference between impulse and intentional shopping, let's talk about this quick self-assessment that you can take to determine if you are indeed shopping intentionally or impulsively. But just before we jump into the self-assessment real quick, you don't have to have the perfect answers to each one of these questions. It's really just a matter of putting things through this filter. So the first question you should ask yourself is, 
is this purchase necessary? And it's totally okay if it's not. It's okay to acknowledge, no, this is not necessary. This is a want, but at least you are acknowledging that. And that's what changes it from impulse to intentional. Like, right. That's totally okay. Right. And it, it actually slows you down. You go, okay, this is a, an impulse. This is a want. And it helps guide the next steps in the decision-making process so that you can make a smart decision on that impulse. Exactly. Because we're not judging. We're not having shame here. It's okay to want things. That's perfectly, perfectly fine. Okay. Right. So the next question is, will this bring me or a loved one joy? And you should think about this in not just like immediately, but what will this be look like in the future? Is this something that I'll actually enjoy a week from now, two months from now, a year from now? Or is it one of those things that's just going to collect dust? Or is it something that I'm actually going to enjoy for the long term? Yeah, exactly. And again, this doesn't have to be a necessity if it's actually going to bring joy or value to somebody's life, right? So there's no hard and fast rules of just like, if it's not a necessity, you can't have it. Like, that's not what we're saying at all. It's really, again, we're just putting them through these filters to help you make intentional decisions. The next one is, will this move me toward my goals? Right, this plays off the opportunity cost, right? So if I'm gonna buy something, then am I trading this off for my bigger goals that I've been setting for myself? Or is this something that I can fit in alongside of my financial goals? Exactly. And then finally, the last question in the self-assessment is, will this last or is it a fad? Is this something that's timeless or is it some sort of thing that's just currently trending on TikTok? Is it something that you see yourself using for years to come? And it's really, even if it's an impulsive, it's something that you can see yourself fully enjoying for a long time. Or is it something that's really, you see yourself getting bored with it really quick? It's a matter of knowing yourself here and knowing if this is something that you're really willing to make that financial exchange for, have this sitting around in your house, and if it's going to actually have some utility or again, value for your life. So that's the self-assessment. Real quick, is this purchase necessary? Will this bring me or a loved one joy? Will this move me toward my goals? And will this last or is it a fad? Those are the four questions you can ask yourself to help make better financial decisions and determine if you're shopping impulsively or intentionally and what to do next. And so the benefit of practicing the mindful consumption and being intentional with your shopping is that you end up not spending more than you can afford, which means you're not going into debt for these purchases that you're making. Yeah, which limits how much you experience things like buyer's remorse. I never experience buyer's remorse because I intentionally shop. I'm very thoughtful about what I buy, what I bring into my life and what I exchanged my money for. Right, and since you have zero buyer's remorse, that means that you're confident in your financial decisions that you're making, right? You're not questioning, did I get the right deal? Am I buying the right stuff? You know that you've taken the time to think about the purchase, made the plan for it, and when you buy it, then you don't have to think about the purchase ever again. You get to just enjoy that thing. You also get the satisfaction of just honoring your bigger goals. That alone is very satisfying. I think a lot of times people focus too much on the saying no to my wants and my impulses. That's some bad thing. But it's actually really, really gratifying to honor and stay aligned with the things that actually really matter the most to you and to honor your bigger goals. By saying no to these small things, you're saying yes to the bigger thing. You're saying yes to your future self. You're saying yes to this better life that you really want. So don't focus so much on the no's. Focus on what it is that you're actually saying yes to by being more intentional and slowing down. Do you also just end up benefiting from the fact that you've taken the time to make sure that you're getting the best deal possible? So you're getting the best price on whatever it is that you're purchasing. Yeah, and I don't know anybody who doesn't like to get a good deal. I mean, yeah. I really love buying things and knowing that I just saved a lot of money because I was really thoughtful and strategic and smart about it. 
I get a lot of fulfillment from that and satisfaction. So it's really cool. There's so many ways that being intentional with your money not only helps you reach your financial goals, but really just helps you have more life satisfaction overall. And it's really what we want to help you have. Experience fewer of these negative emotions like buyer's remorse, guilt, regret, shame, and instead be confident, be excited, feel grateful. We want you to be really happy about the choices that you're making with your money. Right, because the goal is not to obsess about saving and investing for the future and not enjoy the present. It's making sure that we can balance reaching our financial goals and enjoying the present right now. But we just want to be smart about how we're doing that, that we get the best deal, that we aren't just buying things for the sake of buying things, but we're buying items that actually improve the quality of our lives. Yeah, so that's this week's episode. We hope that you find this self-assessment really useful and that it makes it easier for you to slow down, really think about and consider the purchases that you're going to make and make sure that you're able to make a decision that's best aligned with you and your goals for your life. So if you enjoyed today's episode, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple or Spotify. And then of course, share this episode with your spouse. If you're managing money as a couple, then you know how important it is to get aligned on these different things and to be intentional with your money and curb impulse shopping is definitely a point of friction for a lot of couples. So make sure that you share this episode with them. But that's all we have for you today. So until next time, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Dylan. And, and we're, we're Rad, Rad Coaches. Coaches.